0: Hey, welcome back. Um, so we'll jump right into uh, the topic of today's uh, podcast, specifically uh, the recent price action in silver and, of course, how low will silver go. Uh, you guys might not like my answer. I'm not going to go, you know, low teens or anything like that, but we'll get to that in a second. I also want to move past that and also talk about why, you know, there's not a whole lot that is, is a good causative reason in my mind for this. You know, you can, you can quote maybe a stronger dollar, which is obviously not a bad reason for silver to go up or, or go down, obviously. Uh, although the strength behind that dollar, I think should be questioned. Um, why is the dollar going up? Right. Uh, you know, um, but, but as far as a lot of the fundamentals, you know, this goes back to one of my recent videos, why isn't silver going up? And I talked about all the reasons for why it should be, and you know, I think there's always a good reason to reevaluate our investment thesis, our, our beliefs, whatever you want to call it, about silver. To some extent, we always, need, you know, we we don't want to be flying blind. We don't want to fall prey to just um, buying something and then forming a, an entirely emotional attachment to it and, and never questioning it beyond that. Uh, but of course, I don't think it's time to to turn tail and uh, cash out either. Of course, I'm going to preface this all by saying none of this should be taken as financial or investment advice. Just one man's opinion. Do as you will or ask a financial advisor or whatever. Um, but, but don't construe any of this as that. Uh, and and like I said, we'll start off with how low will silver go? Of course, once again, uh, a lot of really disappointing price uh movement in in the silver market in fact um silver recently dropped to uh passes one year high the last time is at this level is longer than a year ago um i think 14 months ago was the last time silver is in this range kind of between 21 and 22 around 25 21 dollars and 50 cents an ounce um and of course this follows uh a significant drop um you know only a matter of weeks ago from kind of that twenty-four level where it looked like you know maybe we're gonna push that resistance, you know, down below twenty-three and and now we're down below twenty-two. And again, you know, if we're talking third you know 14 month low, well this is down from a high back in and earlier in September of, of almost $25 an ounce. Earlier in the summer of almost 26 and before that almost 27 and before that almost 29 you know from from that silver squeeze move earlier this year um you know all in all you know if you look uh let's say over the last five years silver's not in a terrible place you know um you look at the lows during you know the spring of 2020 uh the covid pandemic induced you know Sell off in in a lot of assets. You see silver, spot silver, of course, not physical silver at that time, but below $13 an ounce. You know, even before COVID, we were talking, you know, um, under 15 an ounce, you know, um, above 15, but, but certainly well below, um, $19 an ounce for most of that time period as well. Um, and, and going back even further than that, uh, you know, there's a long time there from, from, you know, 2014, 2015 to, you know, 20, I think 19 where, where silver just languished for the most part below $20 an ounce. So putting in things perspective, it could be a lot worse, but again, reference from my video, you know, why isn't silver going up? There's a, there's a heck of a lot of reasons that it should be going up. So, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself here. How low is it going to go? Well, you know, my next it's, it's nice that it's stabilized, at least as I'm recording this around the 2150 range, uh, you know, the next major bit of, of, support that I see honestly is around the twenty dollar range. Right. And and believe me, I'm not a technical analysis person. I have a lot of respect for those that are. I think there's a lot of of um that a lot that can be gleaned from from technical analysis. um, Especially because at times those types of things, whether it's support, resistance, Fibonacci levels, etc can become a bit of a, a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If, if everyone's expecting it to do this at this price level, then maybe it's going to do just that, because they're going to act accordingly. Um, so, so I'm not going to get heavily into t- technical analysis, but the fact of the matter is that Silver's move up above, you know, $19 an ounce, and ultimately, you know, not too far from $30 an ounce, was a very rapid ascent in 2020. And there's a lot of space there right and and i honestly see the next good support level at at possibly twenty dollars an ounce you know if it continues to drop here we could see it drop it to twenty dollars an ounce but but it certainly doesn't stop there you know and the next support level below that would be maybe just above eighteen dollars an ounce which is a you know or resistance level for quite some time. D- does that mean it's going to drop there? Um, Not necessarily. Like I said, you know, if this turns out to be a bit of a, a whiplash move and, you know, end of the week we're up around $23 an ounce again, or even above 22 that would be a good sign. But I wouldn't be surprised to see it drop like that. Silver does that, uh, you know, w- whether it's the manipulation... Um, or other aspects in the market. I mean, it's ridiculous the amount of notional silver that gets sold at times. Same thing goes for notional gold on the, um, on the paper markets. Uh, the other day, I think I saw it quoted as something like one quarter of, uh, yearly supply or yearly demand, which are, you know, similar to each other, uh, traded, you know, in a single, um, you know, hour, I think it was. Uh, in the market. And and you see that often, you know, whether it's manipulation. I mean, so often it seems that that's the case. You just have that consistent, you know, early COMEX knockdown or, you know, late Sunday night on uh, the thinly traded markets, um, uh, knockdown, uh smashdown, hammering down, whatever you want to call it in the silver market. Um, and same thing goes for the gold market in, in ways that doesn't necessarily make sense. Um, for instance, selling a massive position in an illiquid market uh, where silver might drop from, you know, let's say, X price to, to, you know, $1 lower, um, in a, liquid market. Who does? I mean, that, that's a good way. If you're selling like a multi-million dollar position in the silver or the gold market, um, that's a good way to, to, uh, to not give it, get as much money for your sale, um, for, for your client or for your supervisor, for whatever, you know, whatever capacity you're working to, to get a, you know, a a real, in serious email, maybe the next morning and say, what the, what the heck are you doing? Like, why did you sell that? Um, in such an illiquid market, that doesn't make sense. Um, it'd make much more sense to slowly sell it throughout the day. And you're going to get a similar price rather than executing a huge sell order and smashing the price down. Uh, but I digress. I mean, it's a lot of manipulation, but it's also a lot of, of narrative. I mean, a lot of this is the narrative about the dollar and about the fed about the taper. Right. Um, and it is what it is. I mean, look, timing is is everything when it comes to trading. Uh, when it comes to investing in silver, it's far less important. And I've said for a long time now here on this podcast, and so many other great podcasts, YouTube channels, blogs, websites, uh, content producers, experts in this space, etc., that have been right for a long time, but their timing just hasn't necessarily been spot on. Right? They observe something in the market, they make a prediction, etc., and And a lot of those are coming to fruition, you know, reference my video from five months ago talking about inflation, uh, the, the great devaluation of the dollar, uh, it's here, right? Um, some would argue that it happened on, you know, it's been happening for a lot longer if you follow things like shadow stats and their inflation statistics, but even by, you know, the official CPI number, that devaluation is here reference one, a couple years older than that talking about a 50% devaluation over a five year period of the dollar, you know, within the dollar uh, we're we're in pretty good pace to do that. Um, you know, if, if inflation picks up a little bit, you know, um, 5% inflation, I mean, that's, you don't even need to meet 10% a year to, to inflate away 50% in a year because inflation is, you know, compounding and, and we're in a pretty good pace to, to meet that. And there's been a lot of other great predictions out there about these types of things as well. And so when it comes to fed policy, Right? For instance, again, referencing, uh, past predictions by myself and others, let's say about the Fed in 2019, uh, with, with their attempted taper then, uh, you know, they, they cut rates. They, uh, or sorry, they, they raise rates. They actually stop QE and start quantitative tightening. And how long did that last? I mean, that, that, that ended in a repo crisis that we're still in the midst of today. I mean, with, with a break along the way. Right, um, that q t didn't work right and and this taper isn't going to work either, right Each taper, each tightening cycle is less uh um severe or to a lesser extent, and it doesn't last as long as the one previous because again, you know we we live in a highly levered economy, a highly fragile system and economy. And you start raising rates, you start removing support for the system and for the markets—stock markets, real estate markets, debt markets, especially—you know—which thrive on liquidity, credit growth, certainly fiscal and monetary support from governments and central banks. You pull that out, and you see—you know—it for what it really is, right? It's—it's uh, it's a bit of a sham of a system. It's a big bubble, right? and, and so you can't tighten much. Right. And so what, the, the reason I bring this up is because we could see silver drop more, right. I'm talking 20, 19, $18 an ounce, maybe, you know, especially since when you look at seasonality, you know, the end of the year doesn't always tend to be a great time of year for silver. Um, uh, you know, in the past six, seven, eight years, we've seen silver tend to bottom around, you know, November or December of the year. And, you know, that. We could see a repeat this year, but the long-term picture here is, of course, looking at these big picture, these big picture ideas. This idea that the Fed, uh, PBOC, uh, you know, Bank of of Japan, uh, Bank of England, uh, ECB, you know, other central banks, they have an answer in, in their mind to, to poor economic growth, low, high unemployment, uh, to, to, uh, rising yields, rising government or, or consumer or corporate debt. You know, they have answers to those things. But the one thing that they don't have an answer to is inflation, right? Their answer to that is to, to tighten, to raise rates, to, to sell off assets. And of course, if they do that, you're going to end up with, well, a taper tantrum or, or much, much worse, right? You just can't do that. The system can't support something like that, right? Our system is predicated on extremely low interest rates you know negative real rates you just can't do something like that and and that's a big part of why i you know buy into things like precious metals commodities etc and 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 i'm not certainly at all turning tail on any of this silver could drop another dollar 2 dollars 3 dollars you know the long time stackers um have more conviction than <laughs> than then that to sell out at a time like this or, or a dollar or two lower than this. It's frustrating. Don't get me wrong. And, and, you know, some people I've, I, for years, by the way, five years on this channel here, I've, for years, I've heard people say things like, you know, silver could, you know, I wish it was lower for longer. And, and I don't blame you. In fact, I think it was the happy Hawaiian who I follow on Twitter. I think I quoted him in my last podcast and video. Um, he talked about, you know, he feels like, you know, his financial position right now, he's really missing out on this. You know, even if he's buying silver, like, if only he had, you know, was that a better fine, because most people become more financially secure and stable as they get older and further along their career, et cetera. And, and I'm in the same boat, right? I think a lot of us are. We wish we could buy more, but for every, you know, stacker that falls in that camp, you have another person who's saying, you know, hey, I'm, 65. I'm 70. I'm 75. I, I wouldn't mind if silver took off here because I, I, I want to benefit from it. I want to you know, I want it to, you know, maybe pay off the rest of my mortgage, pay off the rest of my debt. Maybe I want to, want that to happen so that I can rotate into something else. Um, or even just, you know, fund my retirement. There's a lot of people. I remember back in the day, you know, there's a guy would always comment on this and he'd have, you know, tens of thousands of, of silver eagles among other things um for the life of me i can't remember what if it was silver mountain or what are you what his username was here on youtube but he uh that was his retirement and you know can you fault the guy right especially if you're looking at these long-term factors right Um, again you know there's a lot of other assets out there right and a lot of other strategies but uh but for those people you know it'd be nice to see silver go up and and you know uh, silver going up is is probably also going to coincide with a bit of a collapse or a, a, a vast um, change to our current system and and who doesn't want that right um who doesn't want a fairer system or at least a system that is you know less uh blatantly you know manipulated and, and corrupt and what I mean again reference things like the fed and 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 uh, who was it uh, Kaplan and Rosengren two of the uh fed uh, people in the FOMC who were recently, um, you know, is recently discovered that they, uh, they were trading assets that are, you know, directly influenced by Fed policy. Of course, they both step down and, uh, and, and they'll live the rest of their lives quite comfortably despite that level of, uh, you know, it's no different than Nancy Pelosi doing the same, or I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty in Congress that do that. There's people that track it too, right? Uh, even even Jerome Powell owns some municipal bonds which are certainly affected by by fed policy it's a corrupt system right it's a very corrupt system in fact there's um there's somebody over on Twitter and I know I'm rambling here but there's somebody on twitter and I forget the ah his name off the top of my head um uh, I'm gonna have to do a search for him real quick but his uh his motto is basically burn it down right um i'm gonna find his name here hopefully um but but he uh he he takes all these different um just infuriating things in the world. And his solution is basically burn it the F down. And, uh, can, can you blame him? Right? Um, it's an incredibly corrupt, uh, system that we live in. And, uh, and, and, and certainly, like I said, the sooner silver goes up or gold goes up, which would again likely coincide with, with maybe, uh, more people seeing the Fed or, or whatever the system for what it is, then yeah. Bring that on, right? It's probably, there's, truth be told, there's gonna be a lot of negative things that come with that as well. At least for our, our daily lives, our experiences. Uh, it's not gonna be good for the economy over the short term. It's not gonna be good for employment or, or a lot of other things. But long term, it's, it's what we need, right? Believe me, I'm not an optimist. I don't think we're gonna somehow fix this system, you know, by, by bringing in a new system. In all likelihood, it's gonna get worse with things like central bank, uh, digital currencies, uh, with, with, um, you know, digital SDRs, um, a whole lot of other <laughs> real, real bad things in terms of, of centrally planned economies. And and certainly that the price to pay for that is going to be borne by, you know, the 99%, right. Um, but, but again, bring this back, you know, inflation continues to be high, right. Um, the, the taper, narrative i think continues to be very faulty and i think will soon be proven as such and in fact i will remind you if you guys want a little bit of encouragement you know well okay what happens when when that happens if my memory serves me correctly it was back in 2019 the summer of 2019 i think june when that taper at the time qt was you know jerome powell basically started this big pivot right Uh, and you know middle of 2019 and you saw gold top some real key levels and, and silver ultimately followed um over the long term especially and it was a huge deal for precious metals right and that's coming i i can't i don't know what the timing is of it right um i know the fed can can talk a lot longer than than uh well certainly longer than i can and and here i am at you know pushing 20 minutes um they, they can keep this market inflated with with just words for a really long time but it's coming silver you know lower prices very well could be coming in the future 20 bucks 19 18 bucks an ounce um, but again timing crucial for trading uh, not not nearly as important when it comes to these long-term investments like precious metals as always i'd like to thank every one of you from the bottom of my heart for tuning into today's podcast slash youtube channel or youtube video And God bless.